This is pro strongman Lawrence the Warrior Shahley. You are listening to Powerhouse Action Sports. If you missed my last episode, I was talking about an idea I had for a while. So I called three-time World Strongest Man competitor Brian Benzel. I explained to him what I was thinking, and he was on board. So last week, we sat down and watched the 2017 World Strongest Man Heat 5. And you, the listener, can do a watch-along. It's available on YouTube. So go ahead and pause this episode while you find it. And then at the end of the episode, we talk about powerhouse action sports brand new YouTube channel. If you haven't heard the Brian Benzel interview I did back in September, it's available in my archives. So go ahead and check it out. At the beginning, when I asked Brian if he's ready, go ahead and play the competition. talking with three-time World's Strongest Man competitor and making his second appearance here on Powerhouse Action Sports, Brian Benzel. What's going on, Brian? Nothing much. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad, man. Just ready to watch this. (laughs) Yeah. Going to be watching the 2017 WSM uh, Heat 5 right now. Give you a little play-by-play inside stories and everything that went on behind scenes. You ready? Yeah. Um, so, kind of give a little bit of background and getting to the contest in general. Uh, so, my my biggest concern going to Botswana, because I've been there the year before, is I got a pretty nasty stomach virus. Um, so, I was trying to figure out how to avoid that, traveling and getting there and eating and everything else. So, the contest wasn't really at the forefront of my mind <laughs> the first day or so of travel. Um, but I also almost missed my flight in Atlanta because my flight out of Omaha was delayed for three hours. And, uh, I met my girlfriend, Chelsea in Atlanta and luckily she was there and, uh, told the people at the gate I was coming. So they kind of held the gate for me for a couple minutes. Um, by the time I got there, they, the door had already started to close. The guy was holding it waiting for me. So, uh, it was kind of a started out in chaos getting there um but we got to Botswana um got there about 10 o'clock the night before the contest started or before everybody had to be there and uh at that point I I thought I was going as an alternate and hadn't heard anything that I was competing or anything so just kind of figured I was going to be there but then saw an uh an agenda so you got slid under my door and half of the places that had my name and half of them that had somebody else's so still wasn't really sure what was going on until the next day we had our, uh, our athletes meeting and asked if I was competing and finally found out then that I was competing so uh, kind of had to have a little bit of a change in mentality real quick um, but 
that's kind of the one thing that's nice about going to Wilson Race Man is the way the contest is set up. Uh, I could show up and I didn't have to be ready for an entire contest. I basically had to be ready for one day and one event. So that uh, saved me a little bit. Uh, we're getting to that event on the video. It's the the carry and drag. Um, watching the groups go before us, kind of knew the drag was going to be brutal because nobody was finishing it. Um, they actually kept taking weight out of the out of the sled because everyone was struggling with it so much. And there was also a significant difference for what lane you were in. Like, uh, I think the middle lane, it, people seemed like they were having an easier time. And then the two, two side lanes, uh, people were struggling with. So I was pretty excited to get the side lane, as you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, so we had, Two sandbags, they're 110 kilos, so 242 pounds. Uh, 10 meter course, so it was pretty short course. So the bags are basically just a, a sprint, and then just attempt to drag the sled. The sled, which you can kind of see, wasn't real successful. Um, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if the sled drag was this start or what like got my bicep started to tear um yanking on it which we'll see later i ended up tearing my bicep um it, it is what it is everybody struggled with it but <laughs> for for a contest that's basically a tv show probably not a great event to see a bunch of guys struggle and i think i think only two guys finished it um half door finished it and then uh, Terry Hollins finished it in our group, but Terry cheated and got the chain wound up real tight and then turned the handle upside down and everything else. So the the chain was actually shorter. So every drag he was, he was lifting the whole front of the sled off the ground. So the drag was a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you can, you can see watching it like, it was it was no sort of normal sled drag <laughs> in any way. Go. Nope. All right. So, um, this is just the other half of my heat getting ready to go. Um, that's a Junus that um, is the first year I competing as a Junus. I competed as a Junus last year too, which. Uh, that's kind of a cool experience when he's one of the guys that obviously been watching and paying attention to a strong man my whole life um, to get to compete against him and get to, you know, sit and hang out and have meals and get to know him and whatnot. Um, then you can see Terry next to him is actually moving the sled. Uh, you can kind of see that his chain is all twisted up and whatnot. So, yeah. strongman is a, it's not a sport and people probably actually don't realize how much strategy and uh, thinking goes into every event and just little stuff like that 
most people would never think about or wouldn't even think would make a difference, but makes a pretty significant difference. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not something that was, they specifically said we couldn't do. So, um, well within the rules to do it, I guess. So might as well take advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you at, at this time? So we just kind of had some back kind of behind where Zedrunas was. We had some, just some tents and whatnot. So we're just sitting back there. They have like, you know, an athlete's tent and the medical tent and everything. So that was the only event that I had that day. So I was probably back watching those guys and then get all my stuff packed up and get some fluids and whatnot and then try to catch my breath after the event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just kind of preparing yourself for the... Yeah. Right. And it doesn't always work out. So, like, we were we were heat five. It doesn't always work out that they go, like, one, two, three, four, five. But this just happened to be one of those events that we were the last heat to go. So we went... We You know, by the time we showed up, I think they were on heat three, so we didn't see everybody go before us, which is probably actually good because you don't want to see somebody like, you know, Shaw struggle with a sled that you're going to have to do later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we basically got up that morning, had breakfast, hung out, um, got our, all of our stuff ready, got on a bus. They drove us to that site, um, got up, got ready, did the event, and headed back. Okay. Um, so that is one thing with Worlds is that the events are all spread out uh, the prelims are filmed over a course of uh, four days so I think my group had uh, one event the first day two events the second day two events the third day and then one event the fourth day oh really yeah okay so um getting ready to show the squat a little bit of uh, that was a little bit of a cluster that morning so my group was supposed to be the first group to squat because then we ended up doing single fingers right after we squatted Um, we were supposed to start squatting at 7am so all of us were up at 5 eating breakfast everything else here, let, let's pause the film for a minute. All right. All right, go ahead. So, you know, we got up, ate breakfast, everything else, um, and then walked over to where, cause so where this event was set up was right on the, at the hotel resort we were staying at. So we kind of left breakfast which if you're watching it the breakfast tent set up like way far off to the right or the our, our food tent um so we walked over and saw that they're still spreading out sand and trying to get it level and hadn't even started building the platform we're supposed to squat on and this was like you know six o'clock so we asked them what it was looking like time wise and they said it's probably going to be at least eight or eight thirty so they're like all right you know we're already up, now I'm going to go back to sleep. So, kind of went. I went back to my room, um, just got all my stuff ready, my bag ready, came back out, <clears throat> and then figured we'd have time to warm up and everything. 
uh, as they were still building the platform and trying to get it leveled. Like all they did was spread sand on the ground and then put plywood on top of it. So, <laughs> so that's like a lot pretty, of, yeah, that's a pretty of, much what we're looking at here. Yeah, a lot of people want to complain about, but not a lot of people, but I've seen people complain about, you know, the the contest conditions that you know, amateur contests and whatnot, that it's not perfectly level or not the perfect conditions or too hot or too cold or whatever. And I, I don't even know how, how to reply when, if people are saying that, because you can go to literally the biggest contest in the world. And like, that's what they do is they're spreading sand and putting plywood over the top of it for us to get ready and squat, you know, 700 pounds for reps. Right. Um, right. Or even I, uh, I've done a Giants live contest that was on dirt. No shit. <laughs> People complain about that stuff and it just kind of makes me laugh. But yeah. Yeah, uh, so we, we got over, kind of got set up. We had some, you know, there's like athlete tents and whatnot off to the side. And then went and found out that we had one kind of shitty set of squat stands a really whippy Olympic bar and about 220 kilos so 200 kilos of weight 220 kilos of the bar full to warm up with something like that so about 485 pounds is the heaviest we could warm up to get ready to squat 700 for reps um, yeah. in, a park, in a parking lot it was at I would say a pretty severe angle if you're trying to squat. Uh, it definitely wasn't flat. Uh, so right. makes it, it it makes it interesting. I mean, you gotta again, world strongest man is like it almost it almost helps the mentality I have in general that I'm not one of those people that I have to get like super psyched up and ready to go for every single thing. Um, just kind of go out and do it, and you're done, which is a really good mentality to have because it's that that's exactly what you have to do. You just have to basically be, be able to walk out, do whatever event you're supposed to do with minimal to no warm-up or anything, or even time, really knowing when exactly you're going to go. Um, and I walk off and be done, because that might be the only thing you have to do that day. Right, right. Just kind of go out and do it, get it done, like you said. Yeah. Right, right. Um, you want to... Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let's uh, watch the I'm squat. Ready. All right, play it. Um, so this is me squatting. Um, I really didn't know how many I was going to hit because I tore my quad on this event the year before, exact same event. Um, my squat had got quite a bit better, um, but I hadn't really set, squatted this setup. And it's it's really awkward with an axle on your back. Um, and, like, I had I had a looser squat suit on. But just being able to, you don't really can't really feel the bar on your back of the squat too, and it's an axle, and then it's super wide, and you're squatting those pads. So every rep you're trying to be, trying to be even. So you can see me hitting one side or the other, and it just throws you super off balance. Um, and I remember thinking like, had I not got off balance, I think it was like the fourth rep, and been struggling to get back balance the whole rest of the time. I probably could have got four or five more reps, but. Um, I got to that eight, knew it was the point where if I 
squeezed out one or two more that was probably going to hurt me more than help me with a point or two place-wise. Um, I also had Nick Best, Terry Hollins, and Zadrunas still to go after me. So I figured if I if I did eight, they'd do nine. If I did nine, they'd do ten, you know, so on. So it didn't really matter. Um, but, you know. Those are some three major powerhouses to go on behind you, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, when you're when you're competing at, like, you know, level of worlds, you know the guys you're competing against. You know what they're capable of. You can have a pretty good idea of what events they're good at, what might not be their strongest. Um, so you know where they're going to be, and then we're all sitting around talking like, yeah, hey, you know, I think I might hit, like, four or five, blah, blah, whatever. So... When I got to eight, like that was, I was like, you know what, like, I got some points. Um, I didn't really expect that to hold up. I figured I'd probably be in fourth place, but um, Nick ends up doing eight here, and I look like you can see with him, like he's a really strong squatter, and also really well conditioned, yep. and he's struggling with balance and everything. So. Um, it's just a tough apparatus, and the way that the way that those things are loaded is the ends actually come off of those big bells, and it's actually just plate weight inside of there. Oh, is that how it is? Yeah, so they it's that that axle is just a really long axle, and then it goes through the bells, and then they just load, you know, the weight inside of it. Right, right. There's a little so big Z right here. And I don't know what happened with the Jurnus because he. He, like, got off balance on a rep here coming up. And he just sat back down with it like he was going to reset and go again. Yeah. And he was, you know, he's done at that point. So they're saying you missed a rep, which, oh, so, yeah, so he gets off balance. And then he's going to get back under it and try to go again. But they're saying, no, you know, you fell. Mm-hmm. So they're not, I'm just not going to let him keep going. But uh, probably got lucky because those first five obviously look pretty easy. And then uh, I remember him saying, saying after that it was actually too light, and he was he was struggling, he was struggling to get balance because um, he has like a squat suit on, he doesn't have the straps up. He has a squat a suit on and a you know his knee wraps, and uh, he was struggling to to sit in it and get get balance and everything because it was too light, so. Whoa. I don't know if that's Zadrunas talking or if that's actually true, but, you know, who knows? Makes for a good story anyways, huh? Yeah. It's so too after, late. After Nick tied me and then Zadrunas went, and I knew that, at, you know, at that point, at worst, I'm going to be a tie for second. Then I was getting a little bit more excited, so real interested to see what Terry was going to do. Um, He's a good squatter, and obviously seen him squat a lot at Worlds and other events. Um, and he was talking about he thought he'd, be, he'd probably hit, I don't know, seven or eight or nine or something like that. So when he he looked like he was kind of struggling a little bit, wasn't balanced or anything, didn't look super easy, then he, he got five. So I, don't, I think I was over trying to get my nosebleed under control somewhat still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. I think it was Rob 
Rob Kearney came up to me. He's like, he's like, dude, you just, uh, you just tied with Nick. You won that. And I was like, I didn't really believe him, but then they, you can see I have, uh, I have some something shoved up my nose to keep people from bleeding. But they came and grabbed me. So if you uh, win an event or they want to talk to you after, they'll come and grab you to do a interview. So I was uh, starting to feel pretty. Like, after the load and drag felt pretty shitty, it's just kind of one of those. Because a year before, we had this barrel we had to load, and they were just terrible and had a, had a really bad time with it. And then after not doing great on the, the load and drag, the first event this year, I was kind of like, oh, man, here we go again. Like, everything's going to feel like I'm underperforming. It's not going to go well. Um, but then came in the second day and after trying to win a squat started to actually feel pretty good um and even though i went as an alternate and i i got selected to go as an alternate even though i hadn't competed since world Tournament in 2016 and i hadn't competed because i tore my quad so for whatever reason they asked me to come back and um i was actually in really good shape and uh, even still right now, it was probably at one of the points in my life I've been strongest statically. Um, so I, I felt pretty good about the contest. I just knew that I had a lot to go out and actually do improve. Uh, so after, after the squat, I started to actually feel pretty good. Um, and then they showed it now, the single fingers. They, so we actually went straight from squatting a group before us did fingers but we went straight from squatting to fingers so didn't have a whole lot of a break let's pause it for just a second here man alright sorry to interrupt you we'll get back to it but how they were talking to Terry you know doing the, the story where he's talking to the camera I've seen you do that yourself and in another uh, world's strongest competition, when do they when do they film those segments? Is that after the um, competition, before like a few days before? So all, all those interviews and stuff are all filmed the days before the contest. So like all like you're sitting there just kind of like talking to the camera. They use it in like the beginning of the episodes or whatnot. All that's all filmed. Uh, you get there a couple days early, and they do a lot of. So, like, you have, like, familiarization with the events, usually the day before the contest starts, and then you have some different interviews and whatnot you have to do, and that's all That's all leading up to the contest. And then, you know, after, they probably won't show it on this, like, the American the American broadcasts, um, after the single fingers, like, the, the, the TV hosts for, you know, CBS, they might come up to you and want an interview with you, but then one of the producers actually pulled me aside after the after, after this and did a separate little interview kind of out just out in the field too but yeah most of those like uh, production interview things that they use for the intros are all they're all filmed before so they're pre-taped yeah okay cool alright let's continue on you yeah. alright let's hit play alright yeah so um My group went second on the fingers. Um, 
and we've seen a couple people, nobody had finished it. They looked like they were struggling. And like, even, um, I don't know, I think it was maybe Brian Shaw said that the, the course was a little bit downhill, which doesn't look like it, but it makes it a lot more difficult. So this is something, this is an event I had never done. Obviously you can't really train for it unless you have a finger. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect, but it's something I've wanted to do and was pretty excited to do. Um, and then, as you can see, kind of just went and they, I didn't really know what I was doing. Even after it was told, I didn't really have very good form, <laughs> but it worked. I think, um, yeah, dude. <laughs> I think, I think me and me and Brian Shaw were the only two that finished it that year. Um, and even in my group, I, Terry and Zadurna still had to go after me, but nobody got, nobody even got that fourth finger when I went. Um, so yeah, after, obviously after uh, winning the squat and then doing that on the fingers, I was feeling pretty good. Um, still had to kind of go to the sidelines and wait and see what Zadurnas and Terry would do. But um, I knew I, the next day we had Axel, which at that point in my training life, um, my overhead press was probably as strong or stronger than it's ever been. So I didn't really know what like payment could do. Um, and I knew, you know, Nick isn't a super strong presser and Terry's not typically a super strong presser. So I knew after the fingers that I was kind of setting myself up to be in a pretty good spot. Um, but yeah, then so I had to wait a couple minutes. They, would, they reset the fingers with the forklift, so that's always interesting to see stuff that, you know, we're moving around that they use the forklift to push them up and over to reset them. Um, but, you know, watch these two, you know, especially Terry, he's kind of blasting through the first three, and he realizes time-wise that he's good, and he didn't, I don't know if he didn't think he'd be able to finish it or what, but yeah, because he did stop right there. You're right. Um, yeah, and so at this point too, you can see the Zadrunas. They specifically told us that we could not shoulder the fingers over. So at this point, he was done. Um, yeah. So I, I wasn't, you know, pretty much right there when Terry started to walk out. When he thought he was about done after three fingers, I was really surprised. I thought he was going to keep going. But when he kind of waited to see, um, I knew that I was going to get the event win so it kind of kind of rounded out a really good day for me um yeah i could imagine i mean and then uh you know so after that just kind of we're right there at the the hotel so went back and showered and ate and came back and watched the <laughs> watched the groups after us through the bus pull and uh Kind of funny story about that is so I'm walking back. You can see now like all the like athlete tents and whatnot. And I was I was walking back uh, with my girlfriend Chelsea. We were walking back through the all the athletes and uh, Eddie Hall saw me walking by and he likes to 
talk shit about everybody and get everybody worked up and whatnot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Brian Shaw is just by nature, like one of the most competitive people I've ever been around in my life. <laughs> so as I'm walking over, Eddie, Eddie's like, Hey Brian, I hear you're not the best in the world at fingers anymore. And starts looking at us like, God, God damn it, Eddie. Like, <laughs> I know you're messing around, but like, don't get him either. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of a nice thing too that a lot of people probably don't realize about World Strongest Man is that how much time you spend outside of competing with each other. Um, so you get to know each other pretty well and everybody's pretty good friends and just kind of sit around and bullshit. And it's, uh, it's kind of fun to realize that everybody's basically the same, no matter where you're from or how old you are or whatever. Like we're all pretty much the same people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like a brotherhood after a while. It takes a lot of the same mentality and whatnot to be doing it. So, Yeah, it looks like I think they're getting ready to show Axel now, which um, yeah, going in going into Axel, I I felt good about it. I can't remember the weight. I think it was I think it was like three hundred and sixty nine pounds, something like that. So like one hundred and sixty five kilos, maybe. Oh, but I figured, you know, I had actually done on an axle even on a deadlift bar just get like a whippy bar and make it even harder um i'd done in training you know sets of 375 for four or five in a minute so i felt really good about it and then some of the groups that we i think my group was the last to get there that day because you know they typical world's harmonious man they've you load up onto a bus as each group and then they drive you separately to the competition site. And this particular site happened to be, I think it was like an hour and a half, two hours away from the hotel. So a little bit of a bus ride there, but then got there and talked to some of the guys that had already gone and whatnot. And, um, I think they, well, yeah, we only did um, Axel there. So some of the other groups had logged that year and they did another place. But it sounded like most guys, like, you get, like, three or four reps that was winning groups. Yeah. So they feel even better about it. You know, I have Zadunas in my group, which I don't really think it matters what kind of shape or anything Zadunas is in. Like, if it's an overhead press, he's probably going to have a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can imagine. <laughs> but, yeah, so I I still didn't, I, I mean, obviously I knew where I was points-wise and placing-wise, and I knew that if I was in the top probably two or three on Axel, that I'd be sitting really well um, to potentially even win win my group. Um, the, way that, the way that the finals worked this year is that the last event was that last man standing stone. So if you were in, if you were in first place after five events, you were done. You went through the finals guaranteed. And then you, you know, fifth place had to go head to head with fourth place and whoever won that head to head immediately had to go against third place. Whoever won that head to head immediately had to go to second place. 
So if you weren't in first or second place, you probably weren't going to go to the final, you know, because you're probably not going to be able to go out and do 15 reps of a stone when somebody else is coming in fresh and keep going. So I knew it was going to be important that I did well on Axel because the next event was a, a shield carry, which is something that I've never done and didn't really feel very confident about. And then you have someone like Nick Best in my group that is a world record holder in that. And, you know, I kind of knew that doing well on Axel was a pretty big deal for me. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I felt good going into it and they had, we didn't really have anything great to warm up with. They had one crappy bar and some plates kind of sitting on dirt that you could go warm up with a little bit. Um, but even like if I'm getting ready for a contest, I, I actually scaled scale back how much I warm up and everything. Um, just to kind of simulate competition, um, conditions a little bit better. So, I wasn't, I wasn't overly worried that we didn't really get to warm up that well or anything. Um, and it was hot outside, so didn't want to, didn't want to go overboard <laughs> with warming up either. Yeah, exactly. Kind of pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can't remember the exact order Axel went in. I think, I think I went, I think I went last. I think it was me and Terry went last. Uh, yeah, so you got Payman and Olu. David already gone. Um, so then Nick and Terry go. So it actually helped me even more because I don't know Nick and Zajurnis went. So it helped me even more because I knew exactly what I had to do to win the event after these two guys go. Um, I remember, I think, Nick maybe gets one. I can't remember how many Zadunas gets. Three, maybe. But yeah, you can see we're at we're at um, some, like, cultural reserve preservation center. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, it, was about, it was it was a ways away. Both years in Botswana, I was really surprised actually by the crowds and how many people came out and were interested in the contests and like actually some of the same people you'd see them every single day. Oh, really? Yeah. They just kept coming back, yeah? Yeah, the day the day before actually when we were on the resort, which is, you know, more in the city, this was a ways away. When we were on the resort, it probably took me 45 minutes to an hour to go a hundred yards from where we competed to get into the hotel because there were so many people that all wanted to stop and talk and take pictures and there was a huge crowd. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you know. Yeah, good to have interest. It'll be, I mean, it's going to be interesting this year to see what, what it's like with, with it being in the U.S., what kind of crowds and whatnot are there. What kind of support they get. But yeah, so Zajurnus ends up with three and I felt... I felt really confident that I could beat three reps. And I I actually felt really good knowing I only had to do four. Even if I did three and tied Zadrunas, 
um, it would have set me up. It would have set me up good enough points wise that I wouldn't have had to do very well on the, the shield, and I would have won my group. Oh man! So, um, yeah, it's. I think so, the. So I don't know. I go ahead. You're about three hundred and thirty pounds, right? Yeah. Okay. And actually, look at it. Like, uh, yeah, I was, I was in great shape. Like, even I weigh about three thirty right now, and like, wouldn't say that I even feel as quite as good as I did then. And so, that's a second rep. I tore my bicep right. Yeah. So you you knew right there, obviously something. It, yeah, it didn't hurt like nothing. Like I, I, I pulled. I felt it pop off. Felt it come off looked down and it was already rolled up about halfway up my arm and knew exactly what I did and just walked off and it was done. Yeah, yeah, down. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, pretty rough to take, like knowing knowing what I had to do and it was, it was more than achievable and then just one of those things that like, you know, making it to the finals of Worlds obviously, like, wouldn't say it's like a, had been like a long-term goal, but it definitely been, you know, you, it's one of those things that you get your, you get to be a pro star man and get to compete. And like, I got to compete at World Star Man the year before, and then, you know, felt like I kind of had, uh, you know, so there I, you are in the, in the team. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that point, like, it, it honestly didn't didn't even hurt, which I also knew was a bad thing. Um, yeah, you'd but, imagine at that point, shit, I mean. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty brutal, though, like, it just, it fucked up my head a lot, just, like, laying there thinking, like, how close I was, and that, you know, tear my biceps, and it's just done, um, and I, you know, it, because the way the way the points were with Zagurnus, like he had some points to make up um, coming up, you know. So I think I I still had I think thirteen and a half points even before that event. So had I got had I got one rep, I would have been in second place. Oh man! So everything uh, you, everything you worked for up until that point is gone in a matter of a second. Yeah, it's just it, it and it's like. Oh, that didn't even, you know, it set in, but not even then. It's like, you know, if you get injured at World Science Man, you have to leave within 24 hours, just an insurance thing. Um, so I got, you know, got back to the hotel. Um, so what uh, they really do in the tent, they just told you, obviously, what you already pretty much knew. Yeah, they, they basically just gave me gave me some ice um i think the doctor had some tramadol or something so it's like something held with pain um and then i just and you know just got back on the bus headed back to the hotel got flights and everything arranged to have to leave the next day um and got everything ready to go and then i actually i flew back and i had you know couldn't i had uh talked to my mom that night and she had actually already she called 
my doctor for me. So I had already had, I got off the plane in Omaha, went straight to my doctor who had already like had set up an MRI. So that, so then the next day I had an MRI and the day after that I had surgery. Oh, that's good. So I just took it straight in, got it done. Yeah. So I got it taken care of right away, but you know, it was, uh, it's still not easy to, to watch it and like not even so much like like not really at all like the injury but just like thinking like how close I was that year and it's just like in that one split second just gone yeah changes everything you know and then you know it even last year like it's the groups were all it Wolfram's man's getting to the point that the groups are all so close that there's not really like filler like there used to be so uh, you make like one little mistake and it's going to cost you a ton of points, which I did last year. So, but yeah, that was, uh, that was my world's hardest man, 2017. It looked like it was going to be a pretty awesome contest and then ended up getting injured. So, yeah. well, you put on a hell of a show up until that point, you know? So, yeah. So I got, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't compete at all until March of 2018. Um, I just couldn't with my arm. I actually did a small little contest in like October. Said buddies, like amateur contest just for fun. Then competed actually in March. Um, I qualified to compete at the Arnold South America. And then actually driving to the, that contest, the qualifier was in Minnesota, so I drove there. And driving to the contest, about halfway there, uh, checked my email, and I had gotten invited back to Worlds in 2018 as an alternate again, like strictly based on how I had done in 2017. Uh, so then I had to do, make some decisions because um, the – Arnold South America was exactly a week before World Tournament Man 2018. And really? uh, since I got invited as an alternate in 2018, I decided to do both. So I actually flew to Brazil, competed, went straight from Brazil to the Philippines, got to the Philippines, and then the night before the contest was pulled out of competing. Oh, man. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right, all right. And then, then, you know, like three weeks after that was Giants Live USA. So it was a, it was a rough stretch. It was like five weeks. Yeah, just bam, 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 pretty much, huh? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it, it was interesting to, you know, to get invited back. And he'd even sent on my invite, like, based on my previous performance. So, I yeah. mean, that was, that was at least, I guess, if, if anything, uh, that was nice to uh, get some recognition for it or something came out of it. Yeah, of course, of course. Just, uh... But yeah. But, um, yeah, well, I appreciate you, you know, taking a minute here and going over a Heat 5, and this is the first watch-along I've done here on my podcast. And yeah, fun. If uh, my subscribers like it, I'd definitely see in the future having you back doing another 
competition and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just, I know that, you know, like I said before we started recording this, that people like to hear the inside stories, and we've seen it for years, the competition, so it's always good to hear the stories behind everything. <laughs> yeah, there's a a lot of a lot of backstory of Wolfronics, man, the way that it's set up and run, so it's always a interesting contest to get to talk about. Most definitely, most definitely. Alright, man, so uh, let's go ahead and tell my subscribers about um, the new Powerhouse Action Sports podcast YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to be participating in it, and uh, you know, my idea is just to take some training videos, um, maybe just an actual training session, or uh, some, you know, edit some stuff together to show more of my training um i think most people most people have a an a decent idea how how guys train and what goes into it um they probably actually think it's more than it it really is uh it's a lot of uh <laughs> if it was a whole training session it's a lot of uh bullshitting and jokes and then some training but you know probably put some clips together um might even do you know a couple little like technique videos things like that because that always seems like people enjoy those and they find them helpful so um but yeah just uh show a little bit more more of training and everything else which i'll definitely uh let my subscribers know more about once it's officially released i have my my youtube channel already set up we just need to go ahead and record the videos and then i'll come back on my podcast here and uh, let you guys know. So in advance, I just want to say I appreciate